1: Hello Grinders and welcome to The Weekend Grind. I'm your host Travis Mangone here back to check in on how things went for you today in DFS. Will, how's your day going over there buddy?
2: It's going okay. I didn't do any early today. I had too much going on but I hopped in the main a little bit and had a, I don't know, another mixed bag. Had a few good spots, had a few bad spots. Uh, We'll we'll see how it ends up. I did play John Gray who came through for me for sure. Uh, I don't consider myself the giant gray whisperer per se but i do uh i feel like i've got a good feel for when he's going to show up and when he's going to get blown up so he was good to me today so uh all in all another another day and another time for us to break down another slate
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't actually get on the John Gray as much as I, I hoped, but uh, I had a really good early set. I actually got like a nice uh, nice little like seventh place finish in the slam. Uh, doing that Nationals and Mets, man. Uh, the Mets actually won me some money. It was funny. I was talking with someone uh, today, and they were talking about how the Mets are terrible. I was like, hey, the Mets did me uh, well today, so can't complain <laughs> about them. But uh, didn't do too well with the Indians-Yankees game on that single entry thing. And not not the greatest, but what can you do? Still had a pretty solid overall night. So uh, excited to dive in. This is like the last slate before our little break that we have here. Uh, you have any plans for
2: the All star break uh yeah I, to be honest i think i'm going to catch up on all of Jamino's nfl preseason i just haven't had time to do it but i think this is this is going to be my time to catch up and maybe read sharp's material um and, and go from there
1: yeah, definitely. I'll be reading Sharps material, Jaminos, and uh, I'll be reading Silva's stuff too. I definitely have to get in on some uh, NFL and start kind of getting ready for that that's right around the corner. But we still got MLB. We have a fun little slate tomorrow uh, looking at it. There is some obvious pitching, but I do think it's a fun slate overall. Kind of excited to dive right in for it. Uh, as usual, FanDuel has the uh, you know no-cores slate, and that's nine games, and then DraftKings has ten games with the core. So if you don't like cores, go play over on FanDuel. If you like cores, you want to embrace the variance of that, hey, jump on over uh, on DraftKings and uh yeah play whatever site you like it should be a fun day for uh tournaments and cash games Uh, you want to dive right in, will
2: oh yeah because the first game is a doozy
1: yeah let's talk about this first game (laughs) so um i stacked up the orioles yesterday on the main slate uh you know had them with cores too but uh you know what are you gonna do it didn't work out but we have another texas and orioles game i know you stacked up both sides and it got frustrating but we got mike minor against chris tillman no line yet here on this game but Man, Chris Tillman—he's one of the worst pitchers in the league. Uh, look at the numbers here on the 2018 season: exit a 6.63, K percentage of 9.5%. The walk oh. rate is walk rate is 12.4. He walks more batters than he strikes out. This is a spot where will we just fire away on the Rangers? I think they're the best play here against minor. I think you can play Orioles, but I think I'm going to stay away as much. I'm just firing up on the on the Rangers and hoping for the best. What about you?
2: Uh, how abysmal is Chris Tillman? I'm- Man, going. I mean, we talked about this pre-show, but I'm looking at these numbers. 506 Wobba to lefties, 275 ISO. 421 Wobba to righties, 297 ISO. Oh, man, if, if, if Texas doesn't come through for me tomorrow, guys, if you played Texas, I've played them literally the past two days, three or four bats from there, and they severely disappointed. Uh, blue notebook time again. I, I've just got to roll these guys back out. Uh I just don't see how you don't play Texas. I'm looking at the plate IQ numbers here and everything just lines up for them to have an outstanding performance. And I'm sure it's going to be warm there again. Uh, Just play all the Texas bats you can. And, and, you know, I know you were talking about kind of hopping in that $1 on DK. Uh, The more I think about it, that might be the right approach to stack up Texas 150 ways and have one-offs mixed in everywhere else.
1: Yeah, I know some people who have been dabbling in that, and I don't do a ton of multi-entries, so I was thinking maybe dabbling in it tomorrow, but we'll see, uh, firing up in the 150 lives. I might just load up on Texas, man. This is too good of a spot. Uh, you know, I saw my parents one day, they were like, oh, who'd you play today in uh, your fantasy stuff? And I was like, well, this Chris Tillman guy's on the mound, and he is one of the worst pitchers in the league. Whenever he's on the mound, I'm just... Pitching and I'm taking players against them. I'm taking them again, man. Like since Chu, Chu obviously love him. He's gonna be a guy I look at again. FanDuel they're way too cheap over there. I'm expecting them to be a little chalky, but I'm okay with it. Uh, why not get some exposure to them? And on DraftKings, you know they still have some decent prices. I'm okay with it. I'm just gonna fire away. Give me the Texas one through nine. I'll be all over these guys. Uh, well, you got to pick three. Which three are you gonna pick on the Texas side?
2: Oh man, uh, Chu, Mazara, Odor. They didn't play Odor today. They played Profar. I'd actually prefer Pro Four to make the lineup again tomorrow. He probably won't, but I- I'm just going to load up on this game. I-, I like one through nine in this scenario. Chris Tillman is just that awful, uh, guys. You heard the numbers. Don't overthink it. Uh, you know, I-, I know the tournament strategy is to just fade the chalk team. I-, I don't think they'll be as as chalky as they could be because it's going to be what ten or eleven games. So I, I just think this is the spot. Uh, I've played them two days in a row. They've disappointed. I'm playing them again tomorrow without, without question.
1: Yeah. And I think there could be some uh, fatigue from people rostering them too. On top of that, we have, you know, on DraftKings, people are going to play cores, right? They always just gain ownership. Uh, just load up on Texas I'm gonna be all over these guys uh, I like the Chumazar and door causes obviously phenomenal guys just up and down this line I'm gonna to want to get exposure to these uh, Texas bats of course like the lefties is where I'm looking but obviously I'm mixing some righties as well uh, what about the Orioles side Mike Miner, he's a guy that I think uh, you know we've picked on a little bit this year maybe not like all the like you know some of these gas cans but we've definitely picked on him a little bit you like any of these Orioles bats uh, you know did Martin Perez still found a way to get it done uh, I don't know I think it's a fine spot to go back on the well and some Orioles if you want to, but I just don't think I'm going to. I think I'm more on the Texas side rather than the Orioles. What about you?
2: Yeah, I'm more on the Texas side. To be honest, yesterday, you know, yesterday's slate was about the first time that I've attacked Martin Perez and it didn't work out. And I was, I was actually pretty shocked. Uh, you know, I, I checked the MLB at that and I looked, it was the eighth inning, it was one to zero. I said, what is happening? Uh, but yeah, I just think, you know, if I'm going to take a one-off, I still think Manny Machado is an elite tournament option tomorrow. Uh, he hasn't had one of those, you know, two or three home run games, I think, in a couple of weeks. And I think this is a spot where this could definitely uh, present itself. And so uh, if I'm going to stack Texas, uh, I think I may need that shortstop spot open and run it back with some with some Manny Machado. I just think he's an elite tournament play tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I can agree with you on that. If there's anyone the Euros I'm playing, it's obviously Machado. He's in a phenomenal spot. Anytime he's against a lefty, I think he's a phenomenal play. And if you can get the exposure in cash games is a good idea, but he might be tough to pay up for depending on how, uh, you know, your roster construction is. But it seems like there'll be a, an a expensive pitcher that we'll be looking at on this slate for sure in your cash games. Uh, anything else you want to talk about in this game or you want to go to the next one?
2: No, let's burn it up.
1: All right. Uh, we got the Toronto Blue Jays, the Boston Red Sox nine and a half total here with Marcus Stroman against Brian Johnson. And uh, this is definitely a game where I'm expecting some runs to be scored. So does Vegas. Uh, I guess let's talk about the Blue Jays side of the ball, because whenever I see a lefty on the mound and a guy like Brian Johnson, I expect this Blue Jays offense to be TNT dynamite. I'm expecting them to go absolutely yard against uh, Brian Johnson. seems like a good spot. To just load up on some of these rights.
2: Yeah, it sure does. I mean, Toronto is just another team that's just so tricky to me. They just, you know, ran the score up on on, uh, Boston a few days ago. I think they scored 13 runs. And, you know, I'm looking at this lineup. I'm looking at Grichik. I'm looking at, you know, Lourdes Guriel. I'm looking at Smoke and Tiosker and Kendrace Morales. And, you know, on paper, it just seems like, man, this this is the spot, especially when you're going to want to pay up for one of these aces that we're going to be talking about a little bit later. But I just don't. For my bill tomorrow, I just don't think I could play them over at Texas. Maybe they're a team I consider you know especially like like we talked about uh, possibly spinning up for pitching um, but I don't think I want to have too much exposure maybe a batter or two here they're just going home run hunting for me um, but I don't think I want to stack Toronto tomorrow because I'm going to be so invested in the Rangers.
1: Oh man, I get it, but like I do think it's an interesting like team to run it back with, right? Like I-, I like their cheap prices. Like on Fandle specifically, you just see really cheap prices on some of these guys. I think you could make it work with the Rangers and kind of maybe get Verlander. That's something I was just thinking on Fanduel specifically on DraftKings too. Again, I think there's some really good plays here that we could look at. Love Tiago Hernandez. He is pricey. Same with Justin Spoke. They're pricey over on DraftKings, but a uh, Fanduel uh, decent price on Hernandez at three two. But some of these guys like Grichuk, you can get a little bit of value if he's at the top of the order. I think that's good. Uh, Guriel, like him in the two. Just this top of the order is definitely really appealing to me and something that I'm definitely going to be looking at. Now, Strowman, he's been uh, kind of a little bit different this season. Uh, He just has not been himself. Last year he was absolutely phenomenal. He's definitely had his struggles this year. Now going against a Red Sox offense that has been absolutely crushing the ball all season long. Uh, Are you going to be playing some Strowman, or are you more looking at the Red Sox offense at their expensive price tags?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, just give me all the Red Sox. Anytime the Red Sox are at home at this point, I almost don't care who's on the mound. Uh, You know, Boston's just been playing so well uh, top to bottom. I mean, you know, Jackie Bradley Jr. has just been secretly crushing in that nine spot here recently, and nobody's been paying attention to him, and his price has come up a little bit. But, uh, you know, like I always say, I don't have to talk you off a ledge with Boston. Everyone knows this is one of the more consistent offenses in the league, and so – Uh, Just fire them up anytime they're not going against Max Scherzer, maybe.
1: Yeah, I I totally, totally understand that. Oh no, man! Like the, the Red Sox, they're just such a good offense, and it's like Stroman. You look at the numbers, and surprisingly, a three point seven two uh, exit, but not really getting the strikeouts at seventeen point eight percent. He's more of a ground ball guy, and definitely getting hit hard, which is one of those weird things, right? Uh, if I told you Marcus Stroman was giving up a forty percent hard contact to righties, and then forty two point nine against lefties this season, you'd just be uh, really shocked of that. And uh, I don't know. I just think it's a spot where Stroman, uh, you know, not a lot of strikeout upside against the Red Sox. You stay away from him. And if you want to play Red Sox bats, I get it. I think it's fine. I'm not in love with it on this late. It's not one of those spots where I'm just jamming them in, but uh, I do think they're a perfectly fine play, and I wouldn't talk even off of playing with it, it
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's just, they're so good, and they're probably going to have lower ownership tomorrow because of some of the pitching options, and because they're so expensive, and you know, if you've been leveraging how expensive they've been, it's paid off almost every day for you if you found a pitcher that you can make it work. So, same scenario here, you know, leverage the ownership because they're expensive, and See if they can ride, see if you can ride them to the money.
1: Yeah, and one guy I love specifically, man, I'm a real big fan of uh, you know Mitch Moreland in this spot. You look at the plate IQ, right? And look at kind of the hot zones and how things match up. Where Strowman throws a lot of his pitches, right? Those ground ball guys, they throw him down low in the zone. Moreland absolutely crushes the ball. I mean, you look at his Woba, it's a 675 in that exact zone. Just looking at the plate IQ, it just seems like Moreland's a phenomenal play. Love him on FanDuel as a value. I think he's a great way to get some exposure to this Red Sox offense in your cash game and a phenomenal tournament play as well. So uh, give me some Mitch Moreland tomorrow. FanDuel, DraftKings, I think he's one of the guys that's going to hit a home run for me tomorrow. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about in this game or you want to go on to
2: the next one? No, sir. We can move on to the next one.
1: All right, well, uh, we got a nine total in this next one. This is the game that did me pretty well today, so I might go back to it. Uh, we got the Washington Nationals, the New York Mets. We got Jeremy Hellickson against Corey Allswell, and we see Hellickson. Uh, you know, the Mets have a 4.26 implied total, which is kind of high for the Mets. We don't really see that often. And then we see the Nationals at a 4.74 against a guy like Corey Allswell, who I think we can attack here. Well, you were talking early on the pod that you had some Nationals interest. You're still kind of uh, thinking they're one of the top offenses on the slate?
2: Yeah, once again, I mean, listen, this team's been inconsistent, but... The prices are starting to reflect that. I mean, look, on FanDuel, you're getting Adam Eaton at 2900 Juan Soto $3,600, uh, Matt Adams 3200 I mean, these are just phenomenal prices for this spot against Corey Oswald. Uh, so I, I'm really interested in, in the Washington Nationals tomorrow. Uh, Corey Oswald hasn't done anything special this year. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're pulling up our that here, just listen to some of these numbers. Uh, for Corey Oswald here 19 percent K rate 4.37 X for these walking guys 8.2 percent of the time and then I go and I look at uh, the the lefties here fly ball rate at 52.6 and he's getting his hard hit is at 31.6 this just screams lefties loaded up against this guy so Harper Eaton Soto Adams uh Daniel Murphy these are all the Uh, tournament plays in my book so you know just between these couple of offenses that we're looking at right now uh washington is definitely in the mix and 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 i think they're phenomenal play
1: yeah, I mean, you don't have to talk to me into the Nationals. I'll be all over them again tomorrow. I think it's definitely a good route to go. So, would you give me the, you know, the stamp of approval to get on them? I will do that. Uh, will, I'll hop on board again after them <laughs> being successful. Uh, I'll stop talking about so I don't mush them anymore. But uh, let's talk about Jeremy Helix a little bit because he's had some pretty decent numbers. But uh, I just kind of think the Mets of the 4.26 implied total. That's just, like, shocking to see. I know it's Helix right? But uh, look at the numbers on Helix three point eight two x XFIP this season. Only walking 4.3% of batters. K-percentage only at nine. Nineteen point one percent. Really, the issues has been the struggles against the lefties, where he's given up a little bit of an ISO at one ninety five and having some struggles. Well, but three twenty three. I think this is a spot where maybe we just target some Mets lefties here and there. Right, the Nemos, the Confortos, and then kind of move on. That's really what I'm thinking in this game. What about you?
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't. You know, I, on yesterday's pod, I was definitely talking about stacking up the Mets, like literally four four guys from the Mets. And like I like you said, I think it worked out okay. Today isn't that day. I don't think I want to stack them, but I wouldn't mind some one-offs like a Nemo, like a Cabrera, maybe a little, a couple of two-man stacks, no more than three. But I wouldn't want a full stack tomorrow. But these lefties, I, I, I like all of them: Nemo, Cabrera, uh, Conforto. I uh, just, I think all three of those guys are in great spots
1: i yeah, we'll agree with you on that. I think we're uh, I think we're in sync on how we're gonna do with the bats on this slate and thinking the same way. So that's obviously good to hear. Let's go on to the next one. We got the Philadelphia Phillies, the Miami Marlins is a seven and a half total. And we saw Aaron Nola, you know, he didn't uh, didn't have the best outing uh, today against the Marlins, but uh, we got Eniel de Los Santos on the mound. He's that young kid that had a pretty good outing the last time. This is a guy that some people are pretty bullish on. You know, he got a lot of industry buzz. I'm expecting him to get a little more buzz tomorrow, right? A guy that just had a pretty successful outing. He's only four k on DraftKings, i mean 4k man that'll help you get those cores bats in i'm expecting to be a little bit chalky and you know uh you know some people on that team no pitchers against the marlin uh marlins thing that you talked about yesterday are you on that team uh today will are you playing some eniel de los santos
2: well w- because i'm primarily a fan duel player and i know we get this plug a lot uh, i i just can't play them on Fanduel, but on DraftKings at 4k i mean it's Christmas in July here. 4K, a pitcher against the Marlins, and and at 4K, we don't need him to get 30. You know, 12 to 15, 17 points. I take that all day. I think he got 19 his last start. If he rolls out 19 points at 4K again, I mean, just just run to the hills. I mean, that's a steal. So uh, I think on DraftKings, as far as cash games, he probably is going to be a lock. I mean, I'm expecting him to probably be probably be around. You know. in cash games on DraftKings at that price, uh, especially with the Coors game going on out there. So uh, I don't really have any interest on FanDuel, but on DraftKings, I just, I I think he's an exceptional play, really for tournaments and cash.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's fine on Fando, but Drakings is where he's really getting the value. I think he's going to be the guy you just pair with Verlander and move on. It's going to be a simple way to kind of construct your most optimal team, I guess you could call it, the cash game build that you're looking for. So De Los Santos is a phenomenal play. What about Urena on the upside? What's your interest in him here?
2: You know, I, I take a few shots on Urena. Uh, Urena from time to time throughout the year. Uh, this just isn't that spot. I don't want to target him against the Phillies. Look, I mean, the Phillies do strike out a little bit. But, uh, you know, I like to take Urania against teams like San Diego, who, you know, strike out even more than the Phillies and don't have as high of an ISO. You know, Philly's got a couple bats here that could uh, just pound him if he, if he leaves it up in the zone, uh, like he's done in the past with that fastball. So uh, I, I, I'm going to avoid Urania. But, you know, if you were if you were kind of trying to build a value team, I wouldn't fault you if you if you decide to play him for seven K on fanDuel and hope you can catch his upside game, which would probably be around, you know, forty points or so. Listen, I think there's a chance you can catch that upside game. I'm not
1: saying it's a guy that I'm gonna go all in on or anything, but I think you want to get a little overweight on the field with him. 3.92 X FIP. The K percentage isn't the greatest at 19.6%, but he doesn't walk a lot of guys with a five point two uh five point six percent walk rate. On top of that we get a Phillies team. They definitely strike out a little bit and we get you know, we get this team that could have an ugly lineup. Like, they they are good at trotting out some bad lineups. We saw it with Trevor Pluton in three-hole on Friday night, and it's a Sunday. I think if you see a pretty interesting Phillies lineup where it's not that great, uh, I think firing away on your rain and getting a little uh, overweight on the field is a good idea, especially ballpark downgrade, too, from Philadelphia to Miami. Uh, I'm a little more interested in you, though, Will, just again, because I think that lineup could get ugly. Uh, it does happen at times with the Phillies.
2: Well, yeah, look, I mean, here's one of the reasons that I really like Urania, this is just a little nugget for our listeners. His fastball average velocity is at like 95 and a half. When guys have got the juice like that, and, and, you know, they're, they're slinging the ball off the mound like that. Uh, you know, I love th- that. That's why I end up playing him sometimes in these, you know, matchups where guys strike out a lot. I mean, his, the, the average velocity on his sinker is 95.7. And he's throwing that one about 43% of the time. So, you know, Listen, I I wouldn't blame if you play Urania. I mean, you know, when a guy's got a ball moving like that, you you know, you got to hit it to score runs. And the Phillies have proven that they can can miss the ball a ton. So uh, I still don't think he's going to be my guy on FanDuel tomorrow. I just think I'd rather pay up for Bauer or Verlander. But uh, look, you know, maybe if you're trying to do a Boston stack and a Washington stack or, you know, kind of get some of those big bats, maybe Urania is someone you turn to. And like I said, see if you can catch that upside game, you know, those 40 to 45 points from him on Fandu at 7K, that that would be exceptional. So uh, I for sure understand your case there.
1: Yeah, maybe get that pitcher's duel. You maybe could play Urena and De Los Santos on DraftKings and then get every single bat you want. I don't even know what that would get you, but you could probably play any player that you want on this <laughs> game. Uh, pretty interesting. But, uh, yeah, that's enough about this game. I'm not really interested in any of the bats. Uh, you either? You're just kind of just moving on uh, and just only looking at some of the pitchers?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, another thing for the for the listeners, I try to keep my core teams pretty tight. So even when I'm multi-entering, uh, I, I, I typically try not to play or stack rather let me say stack every team, you know, I try to stack maybe three or four teams and, and go from there. So the, this team, you know, when I'm not interested in a stack, I typically uh, try to pass on the one-offs maybe outside of a Reese Hoskins, who's got some home run upside, or uh, or Odubo Herrera. Those are probably my only two guys I'd be interested in in this game. And maybe Justin Boer on the other side. But other than that, I, I don't have any interest in the bats.
1: Yeah, you said pretty much everything I was going to say. If there were any bats I looked at, those were kind of the three. So let's go on to the next one. New York Yankees, Cleveland Indians, nine total here. We got Masahiro Tanaka against Trevor Bauer. And, man, this is an interesting one because Trevor Bauer, he's been pretty good this season. Uh, definitely been a surprise of how great he's been. And he gets this Yankees offense that when they see right-handed pitching and ones that are, you know, pretty solid, they definitely can strike out a ton Uh Vegas obviously respecting that too with the Yankees at a 4.28 implied total with them as underdogs as well. So you talked about Trevor Bauer a little bit and comparing him against Verlander. So what are you kind of doing with Bauer and what do you think about him on this slate?
2: Yeah, I, I think I think it's kind of the tale of uh, of two different sites. I think on FanDuel, you, you play Bauer to leverage the Verlander ownership. I think on DraftKings, you play Verlander uh to leverage the bower ownership bowers a lot cheaper and I, and I know Verlander has a, has a a much better matchup but I think on DraftKings with Bauer being 1500 lower than Verlander I think he may gain some traction as the day goes on so uh you know on fanduel I think Bauer would be my guy just because he's he's more expensive than Verlander and uh look I mean he he's shown the geese flash double digit k upside consistently this year Uh, And I honestly don't see a reason for it to stop tomorrow. I think last time he faced him in Yankee Stadium, which was early this year, I think he went six innings, uh, eight strikeouts, or or somewhere around there. That that was something I kind of tried to look up earlier today. Uh, But I I just think the way Bauer's been pitching, you just have to trust that he's an ace now and get your mind accustomed to to these type of performances and and just hope and, and expect him to do that again tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I get it. I'm just going Verlander. I just think he's the better play. I mean, Dude, when we get to the Tigers game, you'll see that Vegas total. It is solo, and I mean, I just think Verlander is the guy that I'm going to want. A little revenge, too, right? A little narrative. I don't know if there's much revenge there. But that, either way, it's, it's <laughs> Verlander against the, you know, just the Tigers who are awful against righty. So I'm leaning there, but I understand the reasons. If you want to play Bauer, I totally get it. But I'm going to stay away. Let's talk about Tanaka a little bit. He obviously had some struggles in that first uh, outing with that uh, limited pitch count that he had going in there. Uh, do you have any interest in him? Uh, I don't really like to pick on the Indians. I doubt I'll play Tanaka or pick on the Indians here. And on the opposite side are you looking at any Indians bats kind of what are you doing with this uh offense first Tanaka overall?
2: Yeah, I mean Tanaka is just a guy that I typically don't invest in uh just because prior to his injury most of the year he's overpriced and he underperforms. And so when I have guys like that he's just usually a stay away. Um and this is going to be another spot that's a stay away. Uh you know, these games between Cleveland and New York have, you know, been somewhat profitable uh, dare I say, slate winning uh, for the past, you know, two or three nights. And you know, we saw with the Kluber, uh, uh geez, now the guy's name is eluding me. Who's the ace for for the? Uh, for, oh, Severino, Kluber and Severino. We saw that that matchup, and that ended up being somewhat of a shootout. And then today ended up being somewhat of a shootout. And so, you know, I'm I'm, I'm kind of going to expect. I'm not expecting tomorrow to be a shootout. I am fully expecting Bauer to pitch an exceptional game. But I'm fully expecting Cleveland to score another five or six plus runs. And so, uh, I mean, I think right now you have to have interest. In Lindor, Ramirez, uh, at least those two guys from Cleveland, I, I, I could just see them in, you know, 20, 30% of your lineups if you're multi entering. Uh, and they're probably going to go at low, lower ownership again tomorrow uh, because Tanaka carries that name value. So, no Tanaka. And I, I'd love to load up on some Cleveland bats at low ownership at home.
1: Yeah, I totally understand that. I I'm just I don't know. Uh whenever I want to spend on the bats on this slate, it just doesn't seem like these two teams are really falling in my uh lineups right now. So I'm perfectly fine with staying away. Uh that's kind of the route I'm taking. But I get why you'd want to consider Cleveland, especially with the way Tanaka's had his uh struggles for sure. Uh any other bats you wanna kinda of highlight on the Indians or wanna move on to the next one?
2: Uh, no, I think we're good. Let's move on.
1: All right, we got the Arizona Diamondbacks against your Atlanta Braves. We got an eight total here with Patrick Corbin against Julio Tejeron. And uh, this is one that I kind of can't put my uh, finger on of what I want to do here. Uh, you know, we got Corbin, who's been pretty phenomenal this year against the Braves offense that doesn't strike out a ton. And then have Julio Tejeron, who, you know, he's had, uh, you know, his up and down games, right? Some games are good, some are bad. I prefer him against ready heavy liners, but we got some lefties that they will throw out there, right? John Jay, Peralta, Lamb, Descalso, Avila, just uh, enough lefties where I think he can call some fits for them, so – Uh, I don't really know what I want to do with this game, Will. What are you kind of doing with
2: it? Well, if if you trust the Atlanta homer, I kind of gave out some nuggets yesterday that I felt like uh, Greinke was going to have a really good day and the Braves didn't score a run. I think Greinke, I think he went, what, a little over seven innings and seven or eight Ks or something like that. Uh, And and so, listen, I'm kind of in the same situation here today. There's an extreme pitchers up in this game and, I'm fully expecting this to be another pitcher's duel. I'm expecting Patrick Corbin to come out and pitch a good game. And so, you know, I mean, look, I know Corbin, everybody's talked about his velocity dipping and stuff like that. And, and it has, but Corbin hasn't burned anyone really all year, I don't think. Um, you know, he was at Colorado. And so, you know, we fully expected him to not do as well at Colorado. I think Corbin is going to be my my tournament pitcher of the day on FanDuel if I feel like I want to maybe do some alternative things and, you know, plug in a few bats like a like a Lindor and Ramirez at shortstop and third and try to catch some of their upside. Uh, I think Corbin is a guy that we can look at to do it if we wanted to fade those aces. I mean, at 8,700, I think that's a very reasonable price for him. And if he can duplicate anything close to what Grinky did, uh, that's going to be exceptional. And then the same thing on DraftKings. Uh, I mean, he's ten nine. That's a little bit more expensive than maybe I would want to pay, but you know, ten nine is still a, a fairly nice discount off of Bauer and Verlander. And with him having an extreme pitcher zone, uh, I'd be willing to heavily invest in Corbin in tournaments tomorrow for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of get it on Fanduel. I like how you're talking about just because of the price, right? That eight point seven k makes some sense. Uh it's just it's not something I would typically do. I think it makes some sense in tournaments and like just thinking about overall construction could obviously help you maybe getting some bigger bats. So I kinda get it over there. Uh ten point nine K on DraftKings, uh it is a little bit of a discount from like Verlander, uh, you know, in Bauer. It's like a one K discount from Bauer and then about a two point six K difference from Verlander. So I can kind of get it if that step down how you get helps you get in one of those stacks that you really want and like and you still feel like you have a top tier pitcher. So I understand it. Um Yeah, if you like it, Will, you've been pretty good with the Braves, so I might have to follow a little bit there. Uh, What about Teheron? Really cheap price, 6.8K on DraftKings. We've seen him at like 9K at times before. Dan 7.6K. Do you like him at all against this Arizona lineup who should be able to throw out a lot of lefties here?
2: You know, tehran has been so awkward with lefties. I mean, we just know that history has told us when it's a bunch of lefties, just stay away. And, you know, in this particular matchup, I just think I, I, I may want to avoid Taylor in this spot. I, I, you know, I feel very confident they're probably going to have Jay Descalso. We may even get some Gerard Dyson tomorrow, some Alex Avila, some Lamb should be in the lineup. You know, if, if they roll out these – the David Peralta, gosh, I, how did I forget about him? But if, if they roll those guys out, uh, that's going to be, what, one, two, three, four, five, five or six lefties, possibly seven seven lefties I've got to stay away from Tehran despite the despite the ump there he's just proven time and time again that he's going to struggle if there's a plethora of lefties and so he's going to be a stay away from me
1: Yep, I I kind of think I agree with you there on that one and I don't know it's one of those things where when I say that sometimes I feel like I should be like hey I like these Arizona bats a little bit and I just don't and maybe I'm wrong for that I remember the uh we were talking last Sunday and it was a different pitcher right it was uh, that flexing guy and like I kind of like talked about bad about him but uh, I just should have been more on the raise there. I don't think this is the same spot with the hair hey on, but it's something I'm trying to like catch while I'm doing my research and like kind of talking about the games with, Hey, like if I don't like this picture and don't really like, you know, even though I don't love the bath, they should be in play. Right. Because the here on against lefties is, is a problem. So, uh, I maybe should consider some of these guys, maybe like a mini stack of lefties, right? Like a Peralta lamb to So I feel like there's a lot of power there that we could get away with that. Would you agree on that?
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're gonna do it, load up those lefties. Like I said, if Gerard Dyson makes the lineup, he's probably around two K on FanDuel. That's that. That should get you get you all warm and fuzzy there. Uh, you start getting a two K guy. He might lead off as well uh, if he if he does that. So yeah, left lefties for sure.
1: Yeah. One thing I want to note too, with this game, uh, we have one game where there's an extreme pitchers up and this is the game. Only one game on the entire slate where it's extreme pitchers. There are some pitching up, there's some neutral hitters, but the one where it's an extreme pitchers it's in this game. So uh, that obviously could be good for uh, Mr. Patrick Corbin. Uh, Let's move on to the next one though. We got the Milwaukee Brewers, the Pittsburgh pirates, eight and a half total here. We got Julius Chessine against uh, Joe Musgrove and, Oh, man, I'm just not excited about these pitchers, not excited about these offenses either. Uh, sure, I think they could do fine. Maybe target the lefties, right? Target, look at the Shaw. Uh, I think he's perfectly fine. Like a Brad Miller is a value. And then the opposite side against Jesse, maybe look at some other lefties like a Polanco and a Dickerson. But I don't know, not loving this game too much, Will. What are you kind of doing with the Pirates and the Brewers?
2: Well, I don't think I really want much of the bats in this game. But these Pittsburgh righty pitchers, have just been mowing down Milwaukee every day. And I, I think Joe Musgrove, I think he's got to be in tournament consideration, uh, especially on FanDuel at 7,600. Uh, and then you get him at 6,600 on DK, which is even better. Uh, I, I just think the way Milwaukee's been playing in Pittsburgh and Musgrove is kind of, you know, he's put out over 20 fantasy points the past two games on draft games. I I... I I have to consider him and have him in my pool or have him on my list. Maybe I'll weed him off later in the day, but I think Musgrove's a great play uh, for tomorrow's slate with the way uh, Milwaukee's been playing in Pittsburgh here recently. Um,
1: Again, obviously the ballpark downgrade hurts the Brewers, like – Oh, I don't know. I'm just I'm excited about other offenses instead, but uh and other pitchers. But I get it. It's like we talked about a bunch of cheap pitching, which makes it interesting with all these expensive uh bats to pay up for. That double pay down pitching lineup could be a really uh really interesting route to go. The more and more like we keep talking about it. I think it could be something that uh people are really looking at doing in
2: tournaments. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I definitely think that's something that people will consider.
1: All right. Any other uh anything else to really talk about in this game or you wanna move on and talk about Justin Verlander?
2: Oh man, let's move on.
1: All right, so great spot against the Tigers. Uh, yeah, he has an extreme hitter's hump. That's one thing I want to note too with him, which obviously isn't the greatest thing, but when I have an ace on the mound, I know it doesn't matter as much for me with that uh, because earlier he's really talented. He's going up against the Tigers. Uh phenomenal spot. We've seen the Tigers, they have struggled a ton against Ryan pitching this year. I think it's a really good spot for the Tigers. Verlander, sure, he hasn't been phenomenal lately. Like, you know, he had his struggles against Tampa and Toronto recently. But, again, White Sox got it right. Oakland, I think it's just a perfectly fine spot, you know, easy spot from the pick on these guys. I'll be all over Verlander, I believe. What about you?
2: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think Verlander probably has the best chance to catch a ceiling game just because the Detroit lineup has been so bad. Uh, but, you know – I've been kind of trying to find ways to differentiate my lineups and kind of stick within my system. And so when I see an extreme hitter's up, I typically like to shy away most of the time. And I, and I know, of course, Vegas is telling me that uh, I shouldn't do that. But um, I, I just think for this late tomorrow with how I've kind of been looking at the construction and some of the things we've been talking about, um, I, I love Verlander, but I, I think in tournaments, I think he's going to be a fade for me. Um, I think I think he's probably going to come in at pretty high ownership and for good reason. But uh, in tournaments now, in tournaments, I, I think he's going to be a fade because of that ownership. I'm not telling you to not play Justin Verlander. I think he's in the best spot on the slate. Uh, but but I, I think with the way these teams have been playing, I think there's going to be value in playing someone like a Joe Musgrove, like a uh, uh, like a Patrick Corbin. And then being able to take some shots on some guys like Ramirez, Lindor, uh, you know, Machado, you know, being able to find some of those big bats that can get you there. So I love Verlander, but um, for me in tournaments on FanDuel, I think I'm going to fade him tomorrow
1: yeah in cash games i think it's just you be all over verlander it makes a ton of sense he's one of the better plays tournaments i get it i think it's more of a conversation because uh, there's some cheap pitchers that we've talked about that are obviously in interesting spots and it's not just that it's just like the combination of the bats too and it feels like in the summer the bats are kind of king they kind of win the slate so totally get that uh, in tournaments let's talk about the you know francisco liriano now because again a really bad pitcher that can struggle got a lot of good righties in this lineup with the astros they have a 5.08 implied total uh the astros bat should absolutely crush liriano what do you doing with the Astros bats is this is the day to stack them
2: up right I'm so, I'm so glad we're talking about this because as you know Mangone I am always in the camp that I'm going to fade Houston at home but my clause is unless they're facing a gas can that I know they should be able to light up you know not some average pitcher you know Liriano used to have strikeout stuff his strikeout stuff is gone in my opinion and He's a guy that, we know what's, we know the story. He's going to walk one too many batters. He's going to get himself in trouble. And then it just depends on when that happens. Is it the first inning? Is it the third inning? Is it the fourth inning? We don't know. But we know that inning is coming. And when that inning comes, they're going to pull him. And then we get some bad Detroit bullpen. So uh, I, I think Houston is a, a great play tomorrow. I don't like to play them at home. But I will make an exception uh, against Mr. Liriano, who's just, you know, he, he's just his old father time has caught up with him, and I think it's time for him to you know, either play in the minors or or come out of the bullpen in relief. Uh, but uh, Houston should be able to light him up tomorrow. Phenomenal play.
1: Yeah, uh, agreed. I think this is a great spot to be on the Astros. Get some exposure. I don't actually hate the idea of fading George Springer. He has just been really, really bad. Uh, you know, I know Britt was ahead of this, uh, kind of saying, uh, you know, the extra base hits and all, and, uh, he just hasn't had a ton of extra base hits. Uh, and he's been talking about that for probably like the last two weeks or so. And his just hasn't been that great. I don't hate the idea of maybe fading him that your lineup to be contrarian, uh, in your Astro stacks, but totally get it. Cause he has that discount uh, on a lot of sites. I know Yahoo, he was super cheap, like DraftKings four, three is good for him. Even Vandal three, six seems like a really good bargain, but, uh, it's tough, uh, right. Seeing that price tag, it's kind of like the, you know, carrot dangling in front of you. You really just want to. Uh, take a taste out of it it's uh just it's like a <laughs> bit of a price so um but Astros are obviously a phenomenal play to get some exposure to against Liriano uh, anything else you want to talk about no Tigers bats for you and just
2: go on to the next one oh absolutely not Tigers Ugh.
1: <laughs> yeah definitely they're, they're they're an ugly team so we could move on uh next up we got the Tampa Bay Rays against the Minnesota Twins, and man, Tampa Bay, they put up 15 runs in the last three innings against the Twins. Uh, we got Ryan Stanek against Fernando Romero, and uh, yeah, this is definitely a game where I think we could definitely look at some of the bats and get some exposure to them, but I just for some reason, I just don't love these offenses that much. Again, the Twins lineup just looks a lot uglier. I know Miguel Sano has been bad this year, but with him out of the lineup, it just doesn't look as pretty. And then the Rays in general, I just never get so excited about them. But uh, this spot against Romero could obviously be interesting, especially it's a little, a little bit of a ballpark upgrade for them as well. So, uh, Will, take it away. What are you kind of doing here with uh, these two pitchers and the bats?
2: Well, look, I mean, I talked about it. I think in this spot – the Rays scored so many runs yesterday. And look, guys, this is just, this is just me tournament and just thinking about baseball in real life. What are the odds that the Rays are going to come out and score 15 runs again? Highly unlikely. Uh, so I, I think in tournaments, uh, I think for Fernando Romero's is, is somebody that we, we may want to consider. Um, you know, I, I think he's going to be another guy that, that we can look at tomorrow and, and, and he, look, he's shown some upside, you know, in, in certain matchups. So, uh, I just think he's a guy we, we can look at tomorrow. Tampa Bay still strikes out at, at a fair amount uh, in the grand scheme of the season. And so, you know, this is another guy uh, kind of like Urania. You know, you're just trying to catch lightning in the bottle and, and catch an upside game from him. So, uh, you know, I, I don't have a lot of interest in, in either side of this game for hitting. Uh, but I do like uh, – fernando romero a little bit uh against this Tampa bay offense
1: listen you're a lot more braver than me uh romero looking at the numbers and the plate iq you know give him a hard hit percentage of 42.6 percent definitely has me worried the exit 4.69 k percentage 19.6 percent not the greatest pitcher kind of middle of the road just giving up a ton of hard contact uh i definitely uh i'm a little scared of those rays uh i do think that this is a spot where you can definitely go to like back to bowers and kiermeyer some of these lefties I think you can dabble in them, I'm not going to stack them up, but I do think uh, dabbling in some raises is not a bad idea. And on the outside with the Twins, again, if you want to go to like Rosario, I wouldn't hate it, but I don't know. I just don't love this Twins lineup right now.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, like I said, this is a game I, I don't think I'm going to try to have too much ownership. And like I said, the, the only reason for the interest in Romero is, you know, when teams go off, and, and, and I'm talking about, you know, I consider going off 10-plus runs. Very rarely do they come back the next day and do that. They, they usually have a letdown. And so that's just me trying to leverage the real-life situation. And so, you know, while I'm not telling you to go out there and, and lock Fernando Romero in any of your lineups, I am saying I think, you know, because of the outcome of yesterday, you shouldn't expect that and fully expect Romero uh, to, to possibly have an okay game here and get through unscathed. I will say this,
1: you know, the Cardinals they had that big 13-run game the other day, and then the next day what they do, they absolutely uh, kind of crap the bed. Uh, there, you uh, there you go. That's your, uh, you know, results-oriented uh, talk on that one. But uh, that's enough to talk about this game. I think it's a good game to be underweight on if you had to pick. Uh, let's talk about the Kansas City Royals, Chicago White Sox. And, man, uh, they disappointed against Danny Duffy. Let me down
2: a little bit. but I, they, I told you. I yeah, told you.
1: <laughs> yeah, luckily they weren't on that like early Fandle slate that I was considering playing and I didn't really dabble on uh the DraftKings early slates again. I was uh you know, just looking at that, uh, you know, uh, the the Indians-Yankees uh, game, that it, that single-entry team for today. But, uh, yeah, I didn't, you know, play it a ton, so that was at least, thankfully, uh, what happened. But we got Birch Smith against Lucas Giolito, and, uh, you know, we see this Royals team, they have a bad bullpen as well, and Birch Smith should obviously get lit up. It's a 4.93 total for the White Sox. I mean, this is a very high total here. Ooh. I think we can get some White Sox exposure. I love these power bats. I think there's upside for Abreu, Palka, Mancada, Davidson. I just want to be all over these guys for their team. Prices, I think they're a really interesting stack. And on the opposite side, Lucas Giolito, I mean, if you look at the numbers, I mean, he has had a struggle this season. Uh, So talk about this game in general. What are you doing with the Bats?
2: I mean, I think this is probably going to be a 4-15 that we like, but I think you've got to have some interest in the White Sox in this matchup. And I equally think you've got to have some interest in the Royals as well. Uh, The problem is, you know, the Royals just – I feel like they don't hit enough home runs – for a slate like this one, you know, there are some slates where I think you can take the Royals and, and fully stack them in a tournament and get away with everybody getting on base, hitting a single RBI, double RBI, and kind of turning that over again, you know, maybe, you know, a few innings at a time. I I just don't think this is the the spot for the Royals, despite Giolito being so bad. I I just don't know if they're going to have enough to hit enough home runs to win the slate, but you know, Chicago on the other side, we've seen what they can do. And, you know, this is a power team like you always talk about, man. Going So I figure you, you were going to be really excited about this game. I mean, look, we have got Mr. Birch Smith on the mound, and I just think, you know, the White Sox are going to be in a good spot again. And so if you played them yesterday and they didn't come through for you, then obviously I think, you know, you've got to like them today. And, look, I'm not – both of these pitches are really bad, and so – On paper, this should be a a perfect game stat. This could be a a team that you look at maybe if you take Verlander and take both sides of this game uh, for tournaments and hope that, you know, they just go off on these two bad pitchers.
1: Yeah, here's some of the 2018 numbers on uh, Birch Smith, right? Fly ball percentage of 44.3%, uh, mm-hmm. Sierra's at 4.22%, and then the hard hit percentage, 48.3%. Man, if the balls are getting hit hard by the White Sox, they're normally going pretty far, so uh, you know, that's a problem. Sometimes the White Sox, they can't hit the ball. That that could be an issue, but when they do hit it, they kind of crush it, so uh, give me some White Sox here. I like that side more. I know G. has been bad. He's a guy that I definitely think I wouldn't want to target. Maybe I'll just take some one-offs, like a Mustakis or a Duda or Sal Perez. I'm not going crazy crazy exposure on the Royals and not like saying, let's go five man stack. If you want a mini stack, I wouldn't hate it, but they seem like good guys. If you're, you know, you're you got the lineup, builder up and you're playing these guys, maybe just get a little overweight on each guy and just kind of mix and match them throughout your lineups. Don't get too crazy uh, with Royals stacking up wise in terms. just kind of agree. Just kind of pick a guy here and there.
2: Yep. Yep. Pick a guy here and there. I think that's definitely the way to go. Listen, while we've been on the slate today, I've actually kind of been trying to see if I can put together a preliminary bill and I'm so glad we came across Mr. Lucas Duda at 2400 on FanDuel tomorrow. I, I think that's an extreme cash play. I think you just plug him in and uh, look for a great return against Giolito. If anybody's going to hit a home run on this team, it's probably going to be one of three guys Duda, Sal Perez, and Moustakas. And so if you can capture you know, some, some of that upside at 2400, I just think that's a phenomenal play against Giolito.
1: Yep, agree with you on that. Let's move on to the next one. Cincinnati Reds, St. Louis Cardinals, nine total here. we got Anthony Discofani against Miles Mikolas. And the big breaking news here is, yeah, the Cardinals have a 5.01 total, but they have no Mike Matheny anymore. They fired their manager. I don't know if you saw that, Will, but they fired him, uh, I don't know, it was maybe like an hour or two or so ago. But uh, with him out of town, does that kind of rejuvenate this offense to kind of get excited to uh, not be playing under him anymore?
2: Well, I mean, look, you know, if you're a fan of narrative street, if you're a fan of the – Behind the scenes team meeting, you know, if you're a fan of everything sports that goes on behind the scenes, and I did play sports, so I kind of have an idea of what it looks like when things change, or you know, you're getting getting pumped up for a game. Uh, you know, listen, this team could come out tomorrow and just play some inspired baseball. Now they might lose the next four, but tomorrow I I, I think they come out and play inspired baseball, and they get this and I, you know, this Clefani, I don't consider him a, a a gas can but I don't consider him elite of course I think he's below average and so I definitely think the Cardinals could get to him you know they've looks like they're hopefully they'll have DeJong in the two spot again I love him there Uh, Carpenter at the top Jose Martinez you know some of those guys prices have come up but I still don't think they're quite high enough and so I you know I think this could be a phenomenal spot for the Cardinals for sure
1: yeah, I'm such a sucker for these Cardinals, man. Like uh, Matt Carpenter, I love playing him a ton. He's a guy that I'll definitely be all over. Has a pretty decent price, so I like him here. And like just up and down the slide, there's some little bit of value on these guys that I like. So I'll obviously look at them against Desclafani and pick on him a little bit. What about Miles Mikolas? He's not a guy I pick on. Uh, the Reds are also a team that I like to pick on a little bit because the K upside is there. It seems like a spot where Mikolas could have some K upside. Do you have any interest on in maybe taking a shot on him?
2: Yeah, I don't think I want to play Mikolas. I just think it before I played Mikolas, uh, especially on FanDuel, I think i just play Corbin. Um, you know, for Mikolas, I think Corbin has more upside. And then it's kind of the same thing on, uh, on DraftKings as well. Uh, you know, before I played Mikolas at 10-2, I just played Corbin at 10-9. Uh, I mean, I don't dislike Mikolas and he Look, he's been pitching fairly well most of the year. Uh, but, you know, I, I just think Corbin has a little bit more upside, and that's kind of where I turn.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I get that. It's just, I don't know. I don't play him a ton, right, Michael? It's just like when I see these K upside spots, I kind of consider a little bit. Probably a guy I'm not going crazy with, but it's just like, you know, in the player pool, right, in the conversation, and then probably ends up getting bounced out by the end of the, you know, by the time we get closer to the slate. But I do think it's uh, something to consider for sure. Uh, anything else you want to talk about in this game or you want to go on the last game of the slate?
2: No, I think we can move on to the last game, my friend.
1: All right. Well, if you're only playing Fanduel, don't get out of here yet. Just uh, you know, bear with the course talk. Uh, you know, we got the stacks of the day coming up. Uh, but let's talk about this: Seattle Mariners, the Colorado Rockies, eleven and a half total with Mike Leake and Tyler Anderson. And man, uh, I see this Rockies total again. It's six point two seven. Obviously, probably going to trend upward throughout the day. I bet it ends up reaching six point five. Uh, seems like a spot where we just need to be playing some Rockies bats and some Seattle bats and just have a good time. So, what are you doing? Well, are you getting some course exposure?
2: Oh well, I don't think I'm going to play uh, any any DraftKings tomorrow. But obviously, I think you just you have to be in love with Coors here. I mean, they didn't really, I guess, come through today like we expected. Uh, but you know, they still put up put up runs, and I'm you know, we've got Mike Leake in the building. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to be intimidated by Mike Leake at all. Uh, look, Tyler Anderson is there. Gosh, is he going to have another upside game tomorrow? I don't know. Uh, he's been, you know, pitching fairly well recently. And so, you know, you look at his last three starts on DraftKings: twenty-three point three, thirty-seven point six, 23.3, 37.6 and 35. Uh, I mean, I think you can pencil him in for 25 points tomorrow. So, I mean, 20 points at, at a minimum, I think. And so I would have some interest in Anderson and the Colorado bats, uh, not as much interest in, in Seattle at all tomorrow. Uh, but but definitely i think you want to load up some some rocky's bats for sure uh, specifically charlie blackman
1: Yeah, definitely been getting exposure to these guys, like the Blackmans, the, you know, Gonzalez, they're not all these guys. They're such phenomenal plays. Uh, Anderson, it's tough. I I don't think I'm playing Anderson, but I don't really know if I love too many of these Seattle bats. Like Mitch Hanniger and Nelson Cruz, I may just look at those righties. Maybe if if I'm playing like a three-man stack, go with like a Ryan Healy to kind of be different. He's got some pop in him. So that's kind of the route I'll go, just not going too crazy with the Mariners, more so looking at the rocky side of the ball. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about in this game where you want to talk about your favorite stack?
2: No, let's move on to the favorite stack of the day. All right,
1: so the floor is yours, man. Uh, who's your stack? Who are you going with? Who do you want to load up on on this slate?
2: Oh, man, on both sides, I think I'd go with Texas. And I know that the best hitter on Texas right now, Mr. Shinsu Chu, I know he's 5,100 on DK. Uh, I think that's going to keep his ownership mm-hmm. significantly down. I mean, man, he's overpriced. But I think in this spot, I'd still play him. To round up my stack, I don't think I'd leave Soo Chu out on DraftKings, even at that elevated price. And then, of course, on FanDuel, man, they're just so affordable. Uh, And so Texas is just my stack of the day and my home run call is Shinsu Chu. I think think he hasn't played as well and I think he can uh, send one out of the park tomorrow.
1: Yeah, man. I love that call. I think that's a, a really good one there. Uh, I, man, I'm going to go down to, uh, you know, again, I like the Texas too. I'm going to be loading up on Texas. I think they're phenomenal play. Uh, but man, I think I'm going to go with, yeah, it's tough. Uh, I'm debating between the nationals and the white Sox, but, uh, you know, let's fire away with the Nationals. Uh, I know people, you know, it hasn't been the greatest with them, but it ended up finally working out today and was a good time. And I'm gonna go back on the wall with them. But I do like the White Sox too. Uh, both of them are gonna be my two favorites that I like, uh, including Texas, who you said. Those are the main three that I'm targeting tomorrow. Uh, I think it's a really good opportunity there. And again, I'm probably gonna play, uh, you know, more Fanduel because I don't wanna, I want to avoid Coors, even though Coors has done me well uh, the past couple of days. I think I'm gonna try and play more over there. But uh, you know, Coors we never talk about as the stack of the day. We kind of keep it off there because again, uh, it's one of those things where everyone knows the play it's a good spot but you have to obviously consider ownership and game theory yada 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 all that but uh, before we get on out of here I just want to announce one more time Uh, I believe uh, we're going to premium uh, next time so next week when this uh, kicks off uh, we'll be on the premium side behind the paywall so if you are looking for this uh, you know just want to note that it's the last time you can get us free so hey maybe give us a second time listen if you listen once listen again because if you don't have the premium you're not going to listen or sign up for the Rotor grinders premium so you can catch us on the weekends talking about MLB baseball it's always a good time but uh, we'll any final thoughts before we get
2: on out of here? Uh, nah, I don't think I have any final thoughts, man. Everyone stick to your process and let's, let's roll it to some profitability. Yep. Uh, let's roll. Let's
1: hopefully have a good night. Hopefully you guys have a good night. We're going to get out of here for me, Travis man, going for Will Priester, chief justice zero six. We are gone.
0: Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad. This father's day.